Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Oh, Silver, let's go, big fellow. I am Silver. For a long time, the Lone Ranger and Toto had been on the trail of Moose Jackson and his two pals. For a few weeks, they lost track of the notorious highwaymen. Then, unexpectedly, Toto had a stroke of good luck. He hurried from Boone City to the masked man's camp to report. Yes. Me in town. See two feller. Two we want. One named Stacy, other half-breed. That's the case, Toto. Moose Jackson himself must be nearby. That's right. Me sit near Crooks and Cafe. Hear them talk soft. Them plan stage hold-up. Stop them westbound today near Red Rock. Today? Ah. Uh. The stage is due in town in less than an hour. We'll pass Red Rock in less than 20 minutes. Yes, we go back to town, get sheriff? We take time for that. Moose will have looted the stage and escaped. We'll have to handle this ourselves. Easy, steady, big fella. Scout!
With never a thought that the odds were three to two, the Lone Ranger led the way along a mountainside, then cut toward the valley at an angle. Rounding a turn, he saw the landmark called Red Rock, and nearby stood the halted stage. There it is, Tuttle. Three men, their faces covered by bandanas, held guns on the driver. Throw down those guns! The Lone Ranger began firing from the saddle before the outlaws could sight their guns. His first bullet struck the half-breed in the leg. The second brushed Moose Jackson's gun hand and disarmed the leader. The third outlaw was so surprised that he turned his back to the stage driver to face the oncoming horseman. The driver seized the opportunity to slug him from behind. The fight was over when the masked man and Toto drew rein. Hey, mister, that mask makes you look like another crook, but you seem to be on my side. I am on your side, driver. Did these men get anything? Didn't have time. Keep them covered, Toto. I'll rope them. Uh-huh. There's rope in the stage. Use it for tying luggage. Good. Pick up your gun and watch these three. I'll take the critters to Sheriff Pipkins in town. By the way, uh, where are their horses? I didn't see them. Hey, where'd that come from? Behind the red rock. <laughs> we had an ace in a hole, mister. Go on, Joe. Let them have it. Drop them. Drop that gun. You're coming for my life. I'm holding a gun on that rock. Show yourself to fire the rifle and I'll get you. No, shoot him, I tell you. That's an order. I'm coming for you. The driver and Toto watched the three captives while the lone ranger, holding his gun ready, strode toward the huge red rock that concealed a man and four horses. The masked man was close to the rock when he called. I'm coming around the rock now. Are you going to wait to face me or move into view where my partner can shoot you? Either one, monsieur. I'm going to surrender. I couldn't shoot anyone. The Lone Ranger thought it was a trick and was prepared for fast gunplay. He was therefore surprised to find the man called Joe with his hands at shoulder level. He was even more surprised to see a man whom he knew by reputation. Joe Marbury. Yes, that's right. But you, that mask, are you... Joe, you've been one of the leading men in Boone City. You seem to know me. You and Sheriff Perkins have been friends for years. Yes, it's going to be tough on poor old Sam to jail me, but... At least you can tell him I didn't kill you when I had the chance. Marbury, I... I can't believe you're an outlaw. I want to learn more about the situation before we bring in the sheriff. When the stagecoach reached Boone City, the driver told Sheriff Perkins about the holdup. The lawman listened attentively. And the masked man who stopped the holdup pulled the bandanas off the faces of those crooks. They were Moose Jackson and his pals, the half-breed and Stacy. Mm. You, uh, you said there was a fourth member of the gang behind Red Rock. Who was he? I don't know. He was left behind the rock. I didn't see him at all. Where are the prisoners? Well, I offered to bring him into town, but the masked man said he'd take care of him. He told me to get aboard the stage and get going. They should have been brought here to me. Well, what could I do, Sheriff? The man with the mask was running things. Uh, I guess you didn't have much choice. Well, I'll get on the trail. I'll pick up the tracks at Red Rock and follow them. Not going alone, are you, Sheriff? Going alone, I'll have a better chance of sneaking close to the place. When I locate the varmints, I'll come back for a posse. The sheriff had no trouble finding horse tracks at Red Rock and following them across the valley to a woods. When he saw a small shack through the timber, he dismounted and proceeded on foot. He saw three men sitting on the ground, their backs securely tied to trees. Uh, That means there can't be more than three of them free. And the masked man and Indian seem to be on my side of the law. Perkins decided to proceed further. Gun in hand, he came close to the open door of the shack. He could see Tonto in the masked face of the Lone Ranger. There was another man in the shack, but his back was turned. The sheriff couldn't see his face. Then, as the masked man saw the sheriff, Perkins cried out, Get him up, you're covered! I've been expecting you, Sheriff. 
fact, I left a trail that you could follow. Yeah, never mind that. Get those hands up. And you, mister, turn this way. The men who tried to rob the stagecoach are tied and waiting for you outside. There were four men in that gang, and the fourth sits right there with his back to me. Turn around. All right, Sam. Joe. Joe Marbury. You working with crooks? Sheriff, I wanted you to come here so we could discuss Joe Marbury before he's taken into custody. This was his first job with those crooks. He did nothing but hold their horses. He's sorry he joined Moose Jackson's gang. Joe, my best friend. Why, we've been pals for years. What happened to you, Joe, after you left town a few months ago? I'll take that gun, Sheriff. Now that's better. I'll return your gun later. All right, you got the jump on me. But I can still ask questions. Joe, tell me about yourself. Well, there's not much to tell, Sam. When the Texas fever cleaned out my cattle, I... Lost the ranch. Then Martha died. A little later, I lost my son. That was when you left town. I didn't have anything to hold me there. I was licked and broke. I just didn't have the gumption to start over. Why didn't you turn to your friends, Joe? I'd have found a job for you. How'd you get mixed up with outlaws? Well, Sam, I was just drifting through the hills. I was hungry. I found three men camped, and they took me in and fed me. So I swung in with them. I cooked, took care of the horses. But Sheriff, when the showdown came, he couldn't shoot me to save his outlaw pals. That's why I brought him here. I I wanted to talk to him. You came too soon. Now I have to arrest him. Dad ratted, I'd rather turn in my badge. No, you, you can't do that. I can't hurt old Joe Marbury. I can't lock him up to... Share the crimes of the Jackson gang? I guess you'll have to, Sam. You can't jail Moose and the other two without jailing me. I'll take charge of Moose Jackson and his pals. You could jail them only for attempted robbery. In Garson County, they're wanted for robbery, a more serious crime. I'll take them there and turn them over to the law. Joe Marbury isn't wanted there, so I'll leave him here with you. You can say the masked man took the crooks away from you. It will be the truth. Say... I begin to savvy. <laughs> Your job, Sheriff, is to see that Joe Marbury doesn't drift again. He needs a home, a job, and a chance to live. I'm sure he'll make the most of it. The three crooks were wanted in a number of places for armed robbery. The Lone Ranger chose Garson County because it was nearest. And he made a mistake. He didn't know that it was a community where cash could distort justice and buy freedom by means of an early parole. Just six months after their trial and conviction, Moose Jackson and his pals walked out of jail free men. They camped in the hills near the county line while they studied the situation in nearby communities. Boys, I talked to some gents from Boone City and found out a few things about Joe Marbury. Ah, that hombre. If he had shot the kill when he had the chance, we would not have gone to jail. He's a guard at the Boone City Bank. Huh? He sits at the door with a shotgun in case there's trouble. We go to jail while he goes free and gets a bank job. Fine thing. Sheriff Perkins got the job for him. <sighs> Boys, you know what? What, senor? Maybe the sheriff got Joe that job to pay a debt. What do you mean, Moose? The mask man caught us mighty neat at that holdup. He came at just the right time. And when Joe had a chance to get him, he surrendered. 
I got a hunch Joe double-crossed us. I never did trust him. It's mighty funny we were marched to Garson County for that old job instead of facing trial for the stage holdup. I figured it was because the sheriff didn't want to involve Joe Marbury. It sounds like good reasoning, Moose. If I'm right, we'll cash in and get square with Joe at the same time. Break camp, boys, and get ready to try. Sheriff Perkins was at his desk that evening. He had been working overtime and was about to put the work away when the door opened and his old friend Joe Marbury walked in. Well, Joe, glad to see you. Sit down and talk for a spell. Huh? Thanks, Sam. Hey, you look better every time I see you. I feel better, Sam. I'm getting back some of my self-respect, thanks to the chance you gave me. Uh, job going all right? Yep. Today I lugged the payroll money for the mines over from the express office. That was a pretty big responsibility. I, I was mighty proud to be trusted that way. Why, thunderation, Joe, why shouldn't you be trusted? I remember the day when you could buy and sell any man in this town. Someone has to carry money. Why shouldn't you be the one? Well, Sam, you know, I... Now, now, get this straight. You never were crooked. I was sure of that when I realized the masked man who believed in you was the Lone Ranger. Yeah. That's good enough for me. And it's good enough for anyone else. Sam, did you ever tell the banker or anyone else about me? What's there to tell? Well... Your I... past is your own business. And a closed book. No one knows about me traveling with Moose and his pals? No. And there's no reason why anyone should. But, Sam, if it does come out that I had a hand in that attempted hold-up... No, no, no. Joe, you just held the horses. Legally, I'm as guilty as the others. If my part is known and it comes out that you knew about me and got me a job in spite of it... Oh, don't worry about it, Joe. Well, just the same, I'd... I'd feel better if the true facts were known and I had my job in spite of him. I... That window. What's the matter? I thought I saw a face outside the window. Pitch dark out there. Can't see a thing. But for a minute, I... I was sure I saw a face looking in. It's gone now. There's no one out there. Sit down, Joe. Take it easy. Sam. How... How long will Moose and his pals stay in the Carson County Jail? Two to five years. Why? Then I... I guess it was just my imagination. It, it must have been. I... I thought I saw Moose's face outside that window. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes... Please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue. When Joe Marbury was in the sheriff's office, he thought he saw Moose Jackson peering in the window. By the time he had hurried across the room, the face was gone and he saw only darkness. Sheriff Perkins assured Joe that Moose and his pals were in jail for at least two years. But the sheriff was mistaken. Moose and his pals were free, and they were camped near Boone City. When I was in town, I saw Joe in the sheriff's office. He and the sheriff were talking mighty friendly. Now I'm sure we were double-crossed by Joe. Are we going to sit still for that? Oh, no, I've made some plans. We'll rob that bank where Joe is working and get cash enough to make up for all we spent to get free. At the same time, we'll fix things so Joe Marbury goes to jail for the rest of his life. Still winning, though. Yeah. Well, here's how I figure to work it. We'll break camp at sunrise and start for town. We'll be there when the bank opens for business. Joe Marbury was not the only one who saw Moose Jackson. Tonto had been in town to make inquiries. He, too, had seen the crook. Later in camp, he reported to the Lone Ranger. The masked man and Tonto picked up Moose Jackson's trail near town soon after daybreak and followed it through a woods and across a level open stretch to a huge mass of boulders that made a natural fortress. They advanced unchallenged to the hideout and found that the outlaws and their horses were gone. Look there, Tonto. They've left blankets and cooking supplies. They're coming back. Is that right? Wherever they've gone, they're traveling light. What do we do, Kim Sabi? We better let Joe Marbury know those crooks are out of jail. We'll go to Boone City. Monsieur! Meanwhile, Moose Jackson and his partners had circled wide to approach Boone City from the south. With their hats pulled low, they waited across the street from the bank. Yeah, there's Joe sitting inside the door with his shotgun. There's one clerk in there with him. Where do we act? You ever got a plans, Breed? We're waiting for the banker to show up. Right, Moose? Yeah, and here he comes right now. His name is Reynolds, Joshua Reynolds. As soon as he gets to the bank, we'll move. Morning, Mr. Reynolds. It's a fine day, huh? Indeed it is, Joe. Indeed it is. I see you're right on the job. Yep. Good morning, gents. Good morning. I'll get your hands up. What? That goes for you back there. Hide some. This is a stick-up and we mean business. Joe, do as he says. Don't get yourself shot. Hey, you crooks. Shut up. Give me that shotgun. Anyway, let's out of yelling ties. This bank's closed till we get through. No one goes in or out. A little higher, Reynolds. That's better. Let you boys get the cash, make it fast. Hey, you want it, Joe. Don't try to be heroic. I'd rather lose the cash than have you or Frank lose his life. These men can be identified. The law will get them. By the time the law gets started, we'll be out of the county. I'm not worried about that. Like old times, huh, Joe? No, no. Good to be seeing you again. Remember the time you helped us stick up the stage from Plainville? What's that? You mean to say you didn't know about Joe's past? Moose, Moose, please. Oh, sakes alive. I thought sure you'd have told your boss that you were once traveling with me. Hey, you ornery skunk. Are these crooks your friends? No, no, Mr. Reynolds. Denying an old friendship? Joe, you hurt me. I'm real surprised that Reynolds don't know all about your past. Why don't you ask the sheriff about your bank guard, Reynolds? He knows Joe was once my pal. So the sheriff knows it, huh? All set, Moose. We got all the cash that's handy. Also, all the guns we saw. Around. All right, come on, then. All right, get going. I have a gun, Mr. Reynolds. He overlooked one in my desk. Be careful. Those men are killers. 
Frank, look out! Frank, make you hurt badly? I, I guess not. You shouldn't have tried to shoot it out with those killers. You were just waiting for someone to open the door. Marbury, you should know their plan of operation. Mr. Reynolds. So you travel with those thieves? No. No, not exactly, Mr. Reynolds. Hey, what's the gunplay? What happened here, Mr. Reynolds? Sheriff, I've been robbed. And I want to talk to you about it. Come in here, deputy. It's a robbery. I saw three men riding away. We'll get after him. Get some boys for a posse. Hold on, Sheriff. Let your deputy take charge. I want to talk to you. But Mr. Reynolds... You heard what I said? All right. Deputy, go organize a posse. I'll see you later. Right, Sheriff. Frank, you're hurt. Oh, it's nothing at all. Just a scratch on the hand. Got it wrapped in my handkerchief. Sheriff? Is it true Marbury traveled with crooks and that you knew it when you asked me to give him a job in my bank? Joe wasn't a crook, Mr. Reynolds. Was he with the men who tried to rob the Plainfield Sage? Answer yes or no. Well... I was, Mr. Reynolds. There's no use tonight. And you, Sheriff, you knew it. Mr. Reynolds, you knew Joe Marbury before he left town. What a fine man he was. He just had a string of hard luck. I didn't know of his affiliation with crooks. And you recommended him to me without telling me when you asked me to give him a job. Oh, Mr. Reynolds. It strikes me as highly suspicious that he permitted those crooks to get inside the bank. He made no effort to shoot them. He probably tipped them off as to when there'd be a lot of money in the bank. Now, Mr. Reynolds... You'd better lock Marbury in jail and then get after those crooks. And I warn you, Sheriff, if you don't find them and bring them back, I'll see that the town board meets very quickly and considers your removal from office. Sheriff Perkins had no choice. He locked his friend Joe Marbury behind bars, then led the posse south in the direction the crooks had traveled after leaving the bank. It was over an hour later when the Lone Ranger rushed through a rear door of the building that combined both the jail and the sheriff's office. The guard leaped to his feet. Hold on there, mister. Put on your gun. I want to speak to your prisoner. Get your hands up. Good hit, men. all right. Sheriff Perkins will vouch for Perkins vouch for you, Marbury, and you're behind bars. Now, as for you... Joe, I must see the sheriff. He's hitting the posse. They're after Moose Jackson's gang. Those crooks hit the bank. Yes, I know about that. The street's full of people talking about the robbery. I had a hard time getting here without being seen. Which way did the sheriff go? South. Guard, we can capture the Jackson gang. If you will help me... Put your hands up. Guard, you've got to listen to that masked man. He's the Lone Ranger. Yeah? Next thing I know, you'll be telling me he's Santa Claus. For the last time, mister, get your hands up while I take your guns or I'll shoot. Very well, my hands are up. If you want my guns, help yourself. Doggone right, I will. Stand still now, don't move or I'll let you have it. Well, and if I move, I'll take your gun. Sorry, guard, but there's no time to waste. Help! Enough! No, you're in for it. That yell will bring men from the street. Hello's watching out in front. What, what are you looking for? His keys. I hope he has a key to your cell. You mean to let me out? Yes, I need help, Joe. You're the man to give it to me. Oh, here are the keys. One of these fits. I'll have you out in a few seconds. Hello. Hello, across the street here, yeah. Penny, come this way. There you are, Joe. Hello, where's Scout? Out back by Silver. Come on, get going, Joe. Out that door. As the Lone Ranger slammed the rear door, a number of townsmen came in the front. They saw the unconscious guard in the open, empty cell. They heard a cry and hoofbeats in the rear. The men rushed to the rear and opened the door. There they go. He's got Joe Marbury. Open fire! There were several shots, but Tonto and the Lone Ranger, carrying Joe on his horse, got out of the line of fire beyond a building. Who 
When they drew rein, the Lone Ranger and Tonto were at the far edge of a woods. Beyond, there was an open plain on which stood the rock pile that had served as Jackson's hideout. I hoped to come here with the sheriff's posse so we could surround the rocks and move in from all sides. Sheriff's going to lose his job because of Moose Jackson and me. The outlaws are there. They can open fire as soon as we leave the cover of these trees. I'd give my life to square things for the sheriff. I'll find out if they're there. Give me a gun. Joe. Joe acted quickly. He snatched a gun from the masked man's holster and charged out of the woods toward the rock pile. He had covered half the distance when a shot rang out. Men there. Them fire at Joe. He's firing back, but he hasn't a chance. Tonto, we can't let him die without trying to help. Come on, easy, steady, fella. Cut to the left and try to get those men when they show themselves to fire at Joe. I'll go to the right. Come on, Get up, scout. Joe continued forward on the run, while the lone ranger and Tonto dashed into the open, rode at angles to the rocks, then cut back. One bullet brushed Joe's thigh. He fell, then painfully regained his feet and went ahead. He fired without hope of hitting the well-protected outlaws. He offered himself as a target, only to make the crooks expose themselves to the Lone Ranger's gunfire. Meanwhile, behind the rocks, Moose Jackson shouted, Hey, look at that man. He's masked. The one who got us the last time. Let me get a shot at that critter. Hey, watch out. I'll get him. Stacy's hit. I told him to be careful. Oh, Oh, you fool. Couldn't you see the redskin come from the other side? Yeah, I'll have to get those critters myself. Moose tried to keep his head down as he fired in three directions. Joe had fallen a second time, but regained his feet through sheer determination. The Lone Ranger and Tonto made hard targets of themselves by zigzagging and leaning low while they rode nearer to the rocks. Then Joe fired the last bullet in the borrowed gun, and it was lucky. It glanced off a rock and found its mark. Late afternoon found Joe in bed. He wore several bandages, and his face was tense with pain. But he managed to smile when Sheriff Perkins entered the room. Well, Joe, I'm glad you're finally awake. I've been here three times since we found you. I can't remember a thing after falling near some rocks. I got back from the chase, and the town was in an uproar. Seems a masked man slugged a guard and took you away. Then Tonto came in and told where you could be found. Well, to make it short, we got all three of the crooks. And they'll all live to do a long jail term. I'm glad. Likewise, we got back the cash they stole from the bank. Reynolds already begged my pardon for what he said and thought. He's waiting the chance to beg yours and tell you all about a new and better job. Oh, gosh, Sam, that's good news. It ain't all, either. There's some rewards coming your way. The Jackson gang has wanted in other places. But I, I didn't do anything. It, it was a masked man who got him. Now, Joe, we saw and talked of that masked man when we found you. He told us all about the part you played. He said... No, no, Sam. That masked man should have the reward. Oh, he don't take rewards. And he don't even take thanks. What's more, he said you were the one who got the crooks. And he wouldn't tell a fib. He's the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's drama was written by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.